بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد حياكم الله جميعا وبارك الله فيكم Alhamdulillah, we have reached our next, the next point that we want to discuss from the Shah Sunnah, Rabbah Bahari. And it begins with Rabbuna Awwal Bila Mata. Naam. Rabbuna Awwal Bila Mata. Bila Mata. We don't have the Arabic. Al-Fadl. Uh, and the English, Tfadl, uh, the English? is the first without beginning and the last without an end. He knows the secrets and what is hidden and he rules over his throne. His knowledge encompasses every place and no place is hidden from his knowledge. No. Zakunakir. And so Sheikh Al Fawzan he mentions Allah Jalla Ala Awan Bila Bidaya Wa Akulun Bila Nihaya. وقال تعالى هو الأول والآخر والظاهر والباطن الله تعالى هي الأول يعني without any beginning the first without any beginning and the last without any ending الله تعالى mentions is the first and the last most high and the closest. We understand from this Barakallah Fikum is that us as the makhluk Barakallah Fik, we have beginning and ends. We have the beginning of our creation, so the beginning of when we were created, and we have the beginning of our life in the dunya. Whilst our life in the dunya will come to an end, and our life in the Barazakh will begin. So our reality is one of beginning and ending. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have a beginning nor an end. We cannot ascribe and mention with Allah ta'ala a beginning or an end. Rather, time itself is the creation of Allah. Hence why he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, swore by it. His statement, wal-asr. I buy time. Allah ta'ala is the one that created time. And so, when you have, for example, the arguments of the individuals where they state 
I those that state a disbelief in Allah, I the mulhidun, the atheists, they will mention and they will ask how, and aslan how is not asked in the first place. But in relation to Allah Ta'ala, that he must, he needs to have a beginning, just as we have a beginning. Whilst Allah Ta'ala in reality is free from any of the restrictions that we have as mankind. He's free from any need of a beginning or an end. So thus, this is the point here that Baba Bukhari, remember Allah is mentioning. And so, the message of Allah وسلم, mentions in the narration أنت أول فليس قبلك شيء وأنت آخر فليس بعدك شيء وأنت ظاهر فليس فوقك شيء وأنت الباطن فليس دونك شيء And so Rasulullah of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم He mentions You O Allah are the first and there's nothing before you and the last and there's nothing after you and that Allah He is the one that is above all else. And there's nothing above Him. And He's the closest. And there is no one closer than Him. And so this is the tafsir of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, found in the Hadith of Abi Huraira, found in Sahih Muslim. And this is the tafsir of this particular ayah. And so, al-zahir ya'ani zahir al-uqool wa zahir bil-baraheen wa laysa ma'nahu anhu fawqa makhluqat wa anhu alin ala al-arsh. Fahada batin mukhalif li-tafsir rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so, you have the individuals when they say, when they refer to Allah Ta'ala, I from those that seek to distort the attributes of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that they will mention that his Zahir, Zahir al that when it comes to that he's a Zahir, he's apparent in terms of within the intellect, or apparent by way of his evidence and proofs laid out. However, this is not the meaning and this is not the meaning that is, has been established by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam within the narration. Rather, Al-Zahir, as he mentioned, alayhi salatu wasalam, referring to the Most High, there's nothing above him. And so, going back to the main point that we mentioned in the previous lesson, I lesson before this, what we were discussing the previous point. The Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, when it comes to the, the Sifat of Allah, we accept them as they have been revealed. Whether they have been revealed and what has been mentioned within the Quran, or how they have been explained to us by the Messenger of Allah within the Sunnah. And so within the Sunnah of the Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, he mentions this particular hadith. 
and the meaning of a zahir, well, the meaning of batin. So it's not for now an individual to come and say the meaning of zahir is this, or the meaning of batin is that. Whilst the Messenger of Allah وسلم, has clarified that. And so, thereafter, as is mentioned, Allah Ta'ala is al-awwal, وَهُوَ الَّذِي لَيْسَ قَبْلَهُ And so, and Allah Ta'ala is the first, and there's nothing before him. وَهُوَ الْأَوَّلْ بِلَا بِدَايَةً was mentioned. It's the first without a beginning. وَالْآخِرُ هُوَ الَّذِي لَيْسَ بَعْدُهُ شَيْءٍ آخِرُ بِلَا نِهَايَةً and he is the last without an ending. And so, Muhammad Hari also goes on to mention, Zahir al-Ladhi laysa fawq shay, wa huwa fawq makhluqatihi. And Allah Ta'ala is the Most High, and there's nothing above him. And that he is above all of his creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah ta'ala mentions, وَهُوَ الْقَاهِرُ فَوْقَ الْعِبَادِ وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ And Allah ta'ala mentions that he is the supreme, irresistible, above his servants. He's the most wise. And they're all informed. And so, in relation to this, likewise, Allah Ta'ala is above all of the creation, and we affirm this. We do not say that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is, yeah, if you call him a camp, my friend, it's everywhere. We do not say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists without place. <coughs> Naam, this is mentioned by some. That Allah ta'ala exists without place. Rather, what we affirm is what is found within the Quran and the Sunnah. What we affirm is what is mentioned within the Quran and the Sunnah. And the reality is is that the fitra aids this as Shaykh Rabi'ah. Hafidhullah, he mentions as well. And so Ahlul Sunnah, their belief is from the Kitab of Allah, the Book of Allah, and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So our belief in relation to Allah is from the Book and from the Sunnah. Likewise, he mentions, Wal fitratu yu'ayyidu dharik. Wal aqlu yu'ayyidu dharik. And so our fitra our natural disposition is something that supports that and aids us in that. Naam, our fitra, our natural disposition, aids that. And it supports that. Likewise, our intellect. This is something that we mentioned previously. When discussing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his wujud. When we discussed the, uh, the wujud of Allah, yani the presence and the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
what aids us in the existence of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala are four things. What aids us in, in having knowledge of the existence of Allah are four things. The first of them, the first of the four, is the fitra. The fitra. So it's our natural disposition. Every individual is born upon the fitra. As the Messenger of Allah informed us, every single individual is born upon the fitra. The natural disposition. The natural disposition of fitra tells us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists. Our fitra informs us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alone. And he is the only one that is the Lord of all the creation. Our fitra tells us that he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one worthy of worship. And our fitra informs us that he tabarakul ta'ala is the most high. Every single one of us are born with that innate belief. Every single individual. And then it is the parents of that individual, i.e. tarbiyah, his upbringing, that changes the person and changes their reality into whether they are a Christian or a Jew. Or a fire worshiper or the rest of them. And so, our natural disposition is one. The second is our aql, is our intellect. That the individual that ponders upon the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the reality of the creation, no doubt he will affirm, the individual will affirm, no doubt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in existence. There has to be a creator for this creation. And this is something our intellect affirms. The third is a knuckle. I the knuckle which is the text. The third way we know the third way we come to have knowledge of the existence of Allah is the text. Abayah the text. The Quran, the Ayat, and the Sunnah, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I the Ayat inform us of the existence of Allah. The Ayat inform us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of his sifat and his asma and his sifat. And his rububi and his lordship. And the uluhiyah, the worship of Allah ta'ala. Allah. I, the, I, the texts inform us of this. The texts inform us, barakulafikum, the texts inform us of the fact that Allah ta'ala, as mentioned, is al-dahir. Or he is al-a'la, he is the most high, above all of the creation. And so we affirm this based on what is found within the text. And that's the first thing. The fourth are the mu'jizat, are the miracles. The fourth of them are the miracles. That we know the existence of Allah Taala due to the miracles of the Anbiya wa Mursaleen. The miracles of the prophets and messengers. Due to the fact that these miracles cannot occur except with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That these miracles cannot occur except with the permission, the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so going back to our topic, the mawdu' that we're discussing, when it comes to the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most high, 
then of course we have the naql. We have the text that aids us in understanding that Allah Ta'ala is the Most High. The text informs us of that. Whilst we have the fitrah, our fitrah as we mentioned earlier, our natural disposition is something that supports us in knowing that Allah Ta'ala is the Most High. It's how we've been born. It's our innate belief. Any belief after that is something that has been instilled into us by way of upbringing. Anyone else that anything that a person affirms after that is by way of upbringing? And not what they've been, that was their innate natural belief. And likewise, the akal. I, a person's intellect, they can intellectually accept that Allah Ta'ala is the most high. This is not something that the akal can dispute. Allah Ta'ala is best. And when it comes to this affair, Shaykh Rabi'i mentions Fatul Allah alayhi al-khalq wal-hayawanat. And so Allah Ta'ala has given this natural disposition and created the natural disposition or created the creation, mankind and the animals with this natural, dis- with this natural disposition to believe that Allah Ta'ala is the most high. And the Shaykh goes on to mention Fatajid فَتَجَرَ التِّفْلَ إِذَا سَأَلْتُهُ أَيْنَ اللَّهِ يَجِيبُكَ فِي السَّمَاءِ If you ask a child, where is Allah? They will say, يَعْنِ فِي السَّمَاءِ They will say, يَعْنِ Allah Ta'ala, the Most High, وَفِي السَّمَاءِ Above the heavens. The child can accept that by way of their natural disposition. وَإِذَا نَزَلَتْ الشِّدَّةِ بِإِنسَانِ مُسْلِمًا كَانَ أَوْ كَافِرًا اِتَّجَحْ قَلْبُهُ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَبَرَكُ تَعَالَى الَّذِي بِيَدِهِ كَشْفُ الْكُرُوبِ سُبْحَانَهُ تَعَالَى And so, he goes on to mention that if a person, if a hardship which falls an individual the hardship was to befall an individual. And they'll face a calamity of sorts. Whether that be a hardship, which is, يعني, or the hardship befalls the Muslim or a kafir. Doesn't matter if it's a Muslim or a kafir. This individual's heart will be directed towards the, high, the heavens. Bel, rather, that's the calamity of the person's heart will be Directed towards the heavens, towards the sky. And rather, what you find, in reality, is that in many occasions, the person, at time of hardship, where do they look? Up. Now, they look up. The person may be a kafir, mulhid. He's adamant and telling you that he does not believe in Allah. He tells you he does not believe in Allah. However, when... The calamity befalls him, he looks to the heavens. He looks to the skies. Just as we know, if the person I dis- claims to be upon this disbelief, disbelief in the in the Rabb, when he finds himself in a situation what they refer to as a life or death, what will happen? 
except that he may begin calling upon Allah. Calling upon God, calling upon whoever. He believes, or he believes in Allah. It starts to, like that fitrah starts to become a reality for him. Because he's in that situation where the calamity is befooling him. So here Shaykh makes that point in relation to the fact that Allah Ta'ala is yani, the most high. And how it's affirmed. And it's affirmed by the same means where we affirm the existence of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in reality. Thereafter, Shaykh goes on to mention, Shaykh Fozan goes on to mention, وَانْتَبَاطٍ فَلَيْسَ دُونَكَ شَيْءٍ وَانْتَبَاطٍ فَلَيْسَ دُونَكَ شَيْءٍ أَنْهُ يَعْلَمْ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ وَلَا يَخْفَ عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٍ He is the closest. And there's no one nearer than him. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows everything. Nothing is hidden from him in reality. Naam. Nothing is hidden from Allah Ta'ala. فَهُوَ مَعْكَوْنِهِ عَالِيًا عَلَى مَخْلُوقَاتِ لَا يَخْفَ عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٍ مِنَ وَاتِنِهِمْ وَمَا تُقْفِهِ صُدُورُهُمْ And nothing is hidden from Allah. Anything that is within the earth, that is clearly upon the earth, وَمَا تُقْفِهِ صُدُورُهُمْ That which they conceal in their hearts, the people. That which is concealed within the hearts, nothing is hidden from Allah Ta'ala. As Allah Ta'ala informs us, Nothing is hidden from Him within the heavens, nor within, or nothing is hidden from within the earth, nor within the heavens. And so, then you have man you call, then you have individuals that say, Allah Jalla Ala, La Fawq wa La Tah. And so, Sheikh Fawzan goes on to mention the affair of the people of Kalam, Kalam, people of rhetoric, where they state that Allah Ta'ala is no, no above nor below. He's neither above nor below. And then they state he's neither to the right nor to the left. And they say he's neither within the creation, within the world of creation, nor outside of it. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Now, and so they mention. Ahlul Kalam, that Allah Ta'ala is neither above nor below, nor to the right nor to the left. Allah Ta'ala is no, no, within the creation nor outside of it. And so, in reality, what they are describing is ma'adun, and not in existence. I, they, they describe something of no place, or some of no place. And this is similar to the kufr or the jahmiyyah where they negate the sifat of Allah. In negation of the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what in reality or the lisan al-hal 
what the, what the speech necessitates, what the speech necessitates is that they are describing something which is ma'adum. They're describing something which is not in existence. Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, as is read, as in read, Bab Hari mentions, Ya'lamu sirru wa akhfa ala arshi And so, Allah Ta'ala has knowledge of that which is hidden, and He is, He, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, has risen above His throne. He, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, has risen above His throne, yani in a manner that, has, that is befitting of His Majesty. No matter that is befitting of His Majesty. So, this is the belief of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. They make kirar of that. And they affirm that. And they bear witness to that. And Shaykh Rui mentions, يعني أفا أهل سنتي والجماعة يحتكدون ذلك في كرار أنفسهم. So they believe that within their own selves. نعم, they believe that within their own selves. The Sunni believes that within his own self. غالنا الله. That Allah Ta'ala is above them. ويشهدون بذلك في دروسهم ومؤلفاتهم. ودعواتهم إلى الدين الدين الله الحق، and they bear witness to that within their دروس. so when they're giving lessons, when they're teaching the people, they teach the people with that. when they describe Allah Taala, and they state they state they they state the sifat of Allah, they state the istiwa of Allah. this is due to the fact that the amal is mukir fi kulub. the affair has become settled within the hearts and acknowledged with within their own selves. Thereafter, uh, and that's just something they found. Naam. Thereafter, yashhaduna anna Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fawqa sab'a sab'awad ala arshi. Fil ulu. Walaysa fil awd. Aw fi ayy makan kama qala jahmiyya. Qabahahum Allah. Qabahahum Allah. And so, thereafter, he mentions that Ahlu Sunnah, they bear witness. Ahlu Sunnah bear witness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is focused on Samawat. It's above the seven heavens. Allah al Shihi is above the throne. And he is the most high, the most high, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala is a fir art. And he's not within the earth. And he's not in any place, as is mentioned by the Jahmeer. Allah Ta'ala disfigure them. And this is the, the belief of the Jahmeer. That Allah Ta'ala is within the Allah Ta'ala is in any place. And so, it's upon the person, as we mentioned previously when we discussing this affair of the Asma wa Sifat, that upon the Sunni, is to be, is to traverse that middle path. To traverse the middle path when it comes to Asma wa Sifat. So it's not like the individual that completely negates all the attributes of Allah. He negates the attributes of Allah. Naam. Because, or they state, because they fear that they don't want to compare Allah to the creation. Allah Ta'ala, fi dhatihi, is alone. And his essence, and in, 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 he and himself, Tabarak Ta'ala, is alone. 
Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not created to the, is not compared to the creation of Barakalafiq. And so the, these individuals should not use that as a reason to negate these names and attributes of Allah. That's the first. The second is that the person does not fall into the other extreme, as we mentioned, of when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah, that they do start to compare it to the creation. Because we mentioned Allah Ta'ala, it's alone in that affair of his Asma'a wa Sifat. Bel, huwa, kism, min aqsama tawheed. That it's a form from the different types of tawheed, Asma'a wa Sifat. So we sing that Allah Ta'ala alone in his names and attributes. So the middle path is that we affirm that which was affirmed in the Kitab and the Sunnah. Just as they've been affirmed by the way of Allah and his Messenger. We don't seem to distort them in any way, shape or form. That's the middle path. <laughs> so when it comes to this as well, the middle path upon us, when we refer to Allah Ta'ala, and where is Allah, we do not state that Allah Ta'ala does not have any place. Naam, that's one extreme. So they say Allah Ta'ala has no place. That's one extreme. The other extreme is that they say that Allah Ta'ala is within the creation. Allah Ta'ala is everywhere. That's the other extreme. Rather, we affirm the, in that which has been affirmed within يعني, the book and the sunnah. That Allah is that Allah Ta'ala rose and that he is above the seven heavens. And this is what we affirm. And this is the correct belief of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah when it comes to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala knows best. We'll quickly go on to this last point. يعني, ولا يقول في صفات الرب تعالى تفضل إنه ولا يقول لما ولا لا لما نعم ولا يكون في صفات الرب تعالى لما ولا كيف إلا شاك في الله تبارك وتعالى and so the person does not state these things in relation to Allah uh, the English تفضل the English the next the next one The author said no uh, the author said no one would say about the attributes of Allah how or why except one who is in doubt about Allah blessed is he and most high and so Shaykh Ahmed Najmi he mentions a relation to this that Upon us is to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in relation to his sifat, does not resemble the creation. So when we affirm that Allah ta'ala is that, uh, in, his, in his existence, in his essence, Allah ta'ala is existent, that there's no tashabbah, the what, that he does not compare to any of the existence of, existences of anyone else. فَإِنَّهُ يَجِبَ أَنَّ تَقِدْ أَنَّ لَهُ صِفَاتٍ 
sifat. And so, if you if you believe that in his existence there's no comparable, there's nothing comparable in his, in the existence of the creation, then we have to say that the, the sifat, the attributes of Allah, do not compare to the attributes of the creation. If we if we affirm one, we have to affirm the other. And no doubt, as Ahlul Sunnati, we do affirm one, and thus we affirm the other. And he goes on to mention, فَمَنْ قَالْ فِسِفَاتِ الرَّبِّ تَعَالَىٰ أَنَّهُ تَشَبُّ الصِّفَاتِ مَخْلُوقِينَ فَإِنَّهُ ضَالْ يَجِبْ أَنْ يُعَلَّمْ وَيُوَجِّحْ وَيُنْصَحْ فَإِنْ فَإِنْ أَبَى فَيَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَحْجُ وَلَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يُحْجُ وَلَا شَكَّ أن كلام المبتدع ربما انطلق على من لا يعلم. And so, Sheikh goes on to say that whoever says that the creation and the attributes of Allah Taala that they are there's some form of comparison that can be compared to the creation, then this person has gone astray. The person has gone astray. And it's a must that they are taught and directed and advised. That they're directed that which is good for them and correct. And if the individual rejects that advice, now, then such an individual must be boycotted. Such an individual must be boycotted. For it's possible that the Kalam of the Mubtadi'a the kalam of those that have innovated has come upon an individual, and that's all they know. So they know they, they know this affair because of what they've been taught, as you mentioned earlier. That our asal, our foundation when it comes to our belief of our, in regards to Allah, is a correct foundation. It's what we are taught afterwards, and how the fitra, or how people seek to corrupt that which is upon our fitra is upon. That's what will cause a person to, to enter a way other than the way of the haqq. However, however, if this occurs, if the person has come across this speech of the mubtadi'ah, he's come across the speech of those that oppose the haqq, then what he should do or what should be done with him is that he's advised and he's taught the haqq. If after that he rejects that truth, then such an individual has to be left and boycotted. And so, goes it goes. Shaykh also mentioned, "And then Allah has betna lillahi aynain mafran, who shabkot shabahna bechalqhi, when afbetna lahu yadain, who shabahna bechalqhi, Rabba ma yanxadeh bihada baad nas." فَإِذَا بُوِيَ لَهُ وَلَمْ يَرْجِعْ عَنْ قَوْلِهِ نعم So if this is So now it goes to the mission That If the individual مثلاً, States in relation to the Aynayn of Allah The eyes of Allah For example That there is comparison to the creation As compared to the creation Or that the hands of Allah are compared to the creation, then this affair needs to be clarified to them. Because some of you may go astray by what he's, what he's saying. 
And so this must be clarified to the people. And if the individual does not affirm that ma'atabatullah linafsihi if the person does not affirm what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has affirmed for himself فَهُوَ مُخْتِئْ جَاهِلْ وَمُعَانِ الدَّالِ This individual is upon grave error. This individual is ignorant. And this individual has gone astray. The individual is upon grave error. He's ignorant and he's gone astray. And so thus, what we understand from this barakallahu fiqh is the mu'amala of the one that has, the person is dealt with in relation to their understanding of these asma wa sifat. And when it comes to these asma wa sifat, Allah Ta'ala knows best. And this barakallahu fiqh is what we'll mention in relation to these points. As the point mentioned here by Baba Hari, is sufficient, as we mentioned earlier, that when it comes to the sifat of Allah, then the individual affirms them, does not ask how, nor does he ask why. Rather, this asking of why or asking of how is indicative and is reflective of their doubts in relation to their belief and their tiqad, their creed with their Lord. And Allah, tabarakul ta'ala knows best. ونكتفي بهذا القدر جزاكم الله خيرا وبارك الله فيكم وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم